got the photos the other day and I was like, damn, that is a cute picture. Why is under here wet? Hold on. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today we are talking about etiquette, and uh, I know we've already talked about this before, but this was one of our first topics on the podcast. And as we continue to grow the dog-friendly KW community, it feels like a good time for a etiquette tune-up. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today we are talking about petiquette uh, to give ourselves a refresher on responsible and respectful dog ownership, especially in public places. Um, yeah, we talked about this, I want to say like episode three of season one, and um, now uh, it's time for a refresher because petiquette is very important, um, not only because uh, we want our dogs to continue to go places and be invited to go places, but uh, also to be respectful is very nice. So <laughs> it is indeed. And we have our big Halloween pooch party happening downtown Kitchener this Sunday, October 31st. Um, and that's going to be happening on Gockle Street. And so obviously at this event, we want to make sure that everybody is practicing their very best petiquette. Um, we shared the event on Reddit and some very rude person <laughs> commented saying that it sounded like a dog park except with beer and that person wasn't going to come because they didn't want their purebred to get mauled by poorly raised giant breeds. So shout out to that person. You're so petty. <laughs> shout out to that person because our event will not be uh, a dog park with beer. There are rules and we're going to talk about them today. So if you've ever visited our business guide, um, you would have seen our eight rules for proper petiquette. So Ken's, let's dive into those and talk about what these might look like. Yes. Okay. So the first one is asking for permission. So what does that look like? So, yeah, I still do this no matter where we go, uh, except pet values and pet stores like that. But, um, I always, always, always walk in with, uh, my head first and I say, Hey, is it okay if I bring in my dog? It's just polite. Uh, you never know. There could be somebody in there with another dog or a bunch of other dogs, or there could be, um, somebody who's afraid of dogs, somebody who's allergic to dogs. You never, never know. So I always, always ask, Hey, do you mind if I bring in my dog? Um, probably nine out of 10 times they say yes. Uh, and then there you go. You bring in your dog just like that. Ask permission. Yeah. It's polite. Yeah, absolutely. Even spots that are in the guide and you know, they're dog friendly. It's always good to just double check. All right. 
Second one, my favorite. Go peas and poops. Go peas and poops. Yes. <laughs> this one's pretty self-explanatory. Um, obviously before you enter an indoor space, make sure your dog relieves themselves so you don't have an accident inside, especially if you have a puppy. Um, and even for patios and stuff like nobody, I mean, I get we're outside, but nobody wants their dog to pee on a patio. So yeah, make sure they have some opportunity to go on the grass before you take your seat and, um, just be prepared in that sense. I've has Marshall ever gone to the bathroom by accident on a patio or in a dog friendly store? No, I've got a good story. Is it, didn't you already tell this story the last time in Frankenmuth? I'm going to tell it again. All right. Tell it again. Tell the Frankenmuth story. Here's the Frankenmuth story. So we were in Frankenmuth, Michigan. We were at a dog show and we were taking a break from the dog show. We went downtown Frankenmuth and they're quite pet friendly. Uh, We went into this one store. Of course, I popped my head and say, Hey, I've got a couple small dogs. Do you mind if we come in have a look? We did. Um, we were looking around and Aladar started pacing as we were paying for something. We were actually buying a dog toy. And so I really thought nothing of it because we were literally just about to leave. And I was talking to the cashier and, um, all of a sudden I could smell poop and I, I looked down and didn't she have the worst case of diarrhea I've ever seen ever. On the carpeted floor. <laughs> it was in, carpet in Frankenmuth. <laughs> so that's my story. Um, I felt so bad. Uh, we helped clean it up. Um, she looked horrified, the poor girl. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that uh, that's my story. So just make sure that doesn't happen to you because that I'm like scarred for life after that. <laughs> Now you always go peas and poops first. Correct. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So on to the third one. Um, So if you're not a planner, this might not be something you think about. Um, But we definitely recommend being prepared for any public adventure you go on with your dog. So it depends uh, what your your vibe is. Kens has the cute little yellow backpack she brings with her everywhere. And I have a big like side satchel bag thing. Yeah, it's like a it's like a diaper bag, but like for your dog. <laughs> for my dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, so things that I keep in my diaper bag for my dog. Um you know, the essentials. So water, a little water bowl usually treats or chews, sometimes a toy, depending on where we're going, uh, poop bags, you know, the standard stuff, especially water. That's a big one, especially in the summer. I always have water in a bowl with me. Yeah. Some, some key items that I always bring, um, on top of what Justine already said was I always have Benadryl on me, um, especially in the spring, summer, fall months. Um, I have a tick remover in case we're going on a hike. Um, I also have do- my dog uh, bug spray. Um, my dogs do not react well to mosquito or black fly bites. They swell up. Yeah. So uh, I carry that on me almost all the time um, throughout the summer. Um, 
And uh, sometimes, yeah, I even carry a blanket with me, which can be very annoying, but uh, that is life with Italian greyhounds. So, um, but yeah. They don't just, like when their butts touch cement. They do not. No, they will not lie on cement. They need a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> little divas. But anyway, yeah. Know your dog, know what your dog needs to keep your dog occupied in certain situations. Um, yeah, just have your training tools on hand and everything should go well. Uh, last one, a really, really important one, actually. It's stay in tune with your dog. So Justine, what does this mean? Yeah, this one's a really key one. And I have had to become a master of this because my dog can kind of flip like a switch pretty quickly and become fixated on things. So I have to be pretty in tune to what he's experiencing. So it's really just making sure that I am always cognizant of my grip on Marshall's leash. I haven't just like dropped the leash and let it hang around. Um, it's making sure I have that he's in my, my line of eyesight or he's, you know, within arm's reach. Um, and I'm just, you know, kind of always assessing his body language. So if it looks like he's maybe getting fixated on something, I'm going to try to intervene by like distracting him or whatever that looks like in that moment. Um, but this one's really important because I mean, Ken's you've had people, people, people led their dogs like charge you and your dogs on patios. And that happened because they weren't paying attention and they weren't in tune with their dog. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was scary. My dogs, I was scared my dogs were scared. It was, uh, that's happened quite a few times to me actually, but, uh, (laughs) it's just, it's just, yeah. I know, you know, we all go out and, you know, you get carried away with conversation you have a few drinks, what have you, but yeah, just know, you are your dog's, um, guardian. They are your responsibility. So just be aware on what they're doing at all times. Well, there we go. So that wraps up our first four rules for pedicates. Um, and we'll be back after a short break with the final four pedicate rules. BRB. Today's episode is brought to you by Nutram Pet Products. Our pets bring so much joy to our lives, which is why we feed them the best. Made in Elmira, Nutram recipes are all natural and only sold in Canadian-owned pet specialty retailers. Plus, $1 from each bag sold is donated to a local charity. Who do you feed for? Visit Nutram.com for more information. Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie. We've been talking about petiquette, and we are jumping back into the final four rules that we created all around petiquette. So these next four are very, very, very important. The first four were more of a warm up. 
So now we're like, we're getting into the good stuff. So our first one is take a break and hit reset. And this one is huge because there's no point in arm wrestling with your dog metaphorically, of course, if they're having a hard time in a public space. I just picture, I'm sorry. All I can think of is just like you paw wrestling with Marshall. It's all I can see. That would be so funny. I don't know why, why are our brains like that anyway? Okay. Hilarious. Um, yeah, there's no point in doing that. And in those situations, often the best thing you can do is walk away. So I remember recently when we went to seven chores and we were on the patio and then there was a new dog that joined and that dog was like pretty chill and obviously didn't care about other dogs. So it was like kind of coming into Marshall's space and he like immediately barked and freaked out because it was too close for him. And I had to get like, get up off the patio and walk around with him. And then I was convinced I was like, I'm, there's no way I'm going to get to go back and sit on the patio because he absolutely will not calm down. And after like 10 minutes, it took a lot of patience and like slowly working our way closer back to the patio where we were actually able to sit down and he was able to be in close proximity with the dog. But if I had just stayed in that environment and not given him the opportunity to reset, that would not have been successful. So it's a, it's an important tool in your toolbox for sure. Yeah. And also just to recognize, you know, when your dog is having a moment, um, it's okay to get up and, you know, calm you yourself. Cause I, I know me when, when something's going wrong with my dog, I get amped up as well. So yeah, go, uh, go for a little short walk, you know, just try and bring yeah bring the energy levels back down and then uh try again and if it doesn't work then yeah maybe it is time to move on and go home and that that's okay but at least you tried and um yeah there's nothing wrong with that like there should be no shame in that that's a that's a really responsible thing to do yeah absolutely all right Ken's what is the next one this one's really really important um and i hear it a lot so it's called assess whether your dog can be in public. So I hear this all the time. So I've got two little dogs. Usually they're one's either on my lap or one's on the ground, or they're both on the ground cuddled up together when I'm at a patio or at a brewery or wherever I am. And I get people coming over to me all the time saying, wow, your dogs are so well behaved. They're so well behaved. I could never do that with my dog. And I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. You know, like they've been going out like since they're like young and they just, they're just, this is just how they are uh, due to me taking them everywhere, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, they just say, yeah, my dog just doesn't like other people or doesn't like other dogs or this or that or whatever. My dog just would want to say hi to everybody, whatever people say. And you know what? That's okay. That is totally fine. If you know that your dog can't handle it for whatever situation, whether your dog is reactive, whether your dog is, um, is shy, whether your dog, like maybe it'd do more harm than good. Maybe, um, your dog just would get overly stimulated and just that is, that is fine. Um, at first and Justine, maybe you can chime into this too. My first initial, initial thoughts when I hear people saying that is like, oh, you didn't try. And so. Uh, and I, I'm, well, I think that's definitely the case, but then I think there's also people who try to push their dog too far, 
Now I probably more lean on that side of the camp um, than on the other side, but I think it's important to know not all public spaces are equal. Um, so you really have to assess like what spaces are going to be good for your jog based on the environment, the busyness, the layout, like there's lots of considerations. Um, so like a good example for me is there's a couple of patios that we love to go to in the summer. So the village beer garden was one of them that worked, that layout works really well for Marshall, but how many times have I been to beer town and never brought him several because that patio is just way too busy. There's way too much going on. Um, there's not a really good flow in terms of like exits. If I do need to step away, um, and there's a lot of people and not a lot of space. So you really just have to know your dog and know what kind of an environment is going to be okay for them. And then, you know, you really have to start small and then build on that success. Exactly. Exactly. You nailed it on the head, I think. So, all right. Shall we move on to the next one? Yes. All right. Don't interfere with service dogs. At all. Oh my gosh. Yesterday, last night, I was at the grocery store and I was just minding my own business buying groceries and I saw a service dog and I made eye contact with it. And of course, I was like, I want to pet it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that every time I, I literally, because they're always so I know. Good. And I, I saw it and it saw me and I, we had a moment. And I was like, oh, I just <laughs> wish I could just say hello. But I had to refrain. I had to like control myself <laughs> and my body. And uh, it was, it, 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 I didn't, I didn't, but uh, I really wanted to. But yeah, this one is big. I, I see, I don't know if anybody out, th- out there uh, has TikTok, but I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners that do. <laughs> but there are many videos of um, instances where service dogs are approached by individuals. Um, where they should not have been that have caused uh, scenes and uh it's really sad some of them actually um they trigger uh some things in the, for the owners but yeah it's uh they're they're they have a job they're busy don't bother them yep yep and to be honest if i showed up to a patio knowing that marshall can be dog reactive sometimes if i arrived at a patio and there was a service dog already on that patio or in that store wherever i'm going i'm going to go find somewhere else to go it's just not worth interrupting the work of that service dog um and the support they provide to their human like that is their human their handler like that is way more important than me needing to have my dog on a patio with me while i drink a beer so just keep in mind the work of service dogs, you know, don't engage with them. They're there to do their job. We don't want to get them excited or distract them. And, uh, yeah, cause that's a big reason why a lot of people don't want regular dogs, pet dogs in public spaces. So make sure we always respect that boundary. Exactly. Okay. What's the last one, Justine? It's obviously to have fun uh we were being we were being all down and serious and now we got to switch it around yeah have 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 fun fun with your dog that's the point like honestly (laughs) that is why like the other than like my separate separation anxiety from my dogs (laughs) but 
um yeah the reason yeah places like this exist dog friendly places is so that you can enjoy your day with your dogs so um yeah have these all in the back of your mind and of course just have fun but uh you know yeah just have fun i don't know what else to say have fun have fun, have fun. <laughs> i will just add that All of these outings and these dog-friendly experiences are ultimately an opportunity for you to build a relationship with your dog, right? From your dog's perspective, you're really their whole life. You're going to make me It's true. (laughs) Their whole life revolves around you. You feed them, you walk them, you do things with them. And no, we don't have to spend every waking hour with our dogs, unless you're like me, in which case... I do that. Um, but you don't have to spend every waking hour, hour with your dogs, but spending quality time with them is important. And, you know, it's stimulating for them and they get to learn new things. And there's just so many opportunities when you go out into public spaces with your dog and you can start at any level, you can start at any distance um, and kind of build up to being able to have new experiences. Yep. So have Don't fun. forget to have fun, everybody. <laughs> Don't forget to have fun. All right. Ken's wrap it okay. up. Well, there are your eight rules again for Petiquette. Uh, if you ever forget them, you can always find them on our business guide at www.dogfriendlykw.com. And we will be right back after a short break. Welcome back, everybody. I've been inspired by Willa's adorableness tonight. So we are doing another segment of Willa or won't ya? Look how cute she is right now. Oh my God, this dog. I wish everybody could see her. She is so cute. All right. She's being so cute. Anyways, Willa or won't ya? And we are joined by our very own producer, Mr. J.M. Rappy. Hi, Justine. Hi, Kenz. Hey. That mic quality. It's fancy microphone. It's so good. Brand new microphone coming in through, coming in there with the Rode pod mic, little plug. Maybe they'll sponsor the podcast. Now, are you ready for some Willa or Won'tcha questions, Kenz and Justine? Ready. Ready. All right. Well, in this segment, we have to figure out whether you willa or whether you won't ya for these specific scenarios. So I have three questions today. And this first question is actually a person specific question. So Justine, I'm sorry, you are out of the running on this. It is only for Ken's. Oh, rude. Ken's willa or won't ya be taking your dogs back to that store in Frankenmuth, Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. 
If I ever go back to Frankenmuth, uh, I forget the name of the store, but it's like one of the like most like it's like a historic store. Like it is one of the stores in Frankenmuth. Um, is it a Christmas tree store? Is it like a Christmas themed store? No, but they do wool. Like they it used to be like a wool factory where they'd like spin wool. Anyway, it's like right on the main strip. So uh, I will laugh and then I will enter. Yes. <laughs> So I feel like we should contact this store and like make them aware that they have now been featured twice on the Dog Friendly KW podcast. And when we do our DFKW trip, our special trip down to Frankenmuth, Michigan, that'll be one of the spots we visit. All right. Anyways, number two for Willa or Woncha, and Justine, you're back in the running for this. Number yes. two is Willa or Woncha rank the top three rules of pet kit for us. Ooh separately or oh will oh i i will will i will do that uh okay the three rules are oh my god this is so hard one ask for permission two take a break and hit reset and three have fun i was gonna i was hoping you'd put have fun in there nice all right, Ken's Willa or Woncha rank those rules. Is it are they sort of rankable or in your opinion are they all sort of on equal playing field? Woncha rank them. I, I good one. I I will uh, rank them and uh I would say that yeah, Justine, yeah, I'm close. Um but I would say my number one actually would be go peas and poops. <laughs> Just from that stem from your trauma. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I agree with the other two, but they're honestly, it's, it's so hard because all of them just have so much meaning behind them. So to rank them is difficult, but. Uh, and especially one for yes, you. Yes. Number one, got a lot of meaning. Yes. For <laughs> uh, all right. Number three and the last Willa or Woncha for this segment. Willa or Woncha, Justine and Ken's, be judging the pedicate of the dogs at the pooch party on October 31st. What? No, no. I'm just going to say, I'm just, I'll be the honest one. Willa. <laughs> but not in, not externally outside my head. I like to keep that inside my head, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take myself a hole. I'm just going to stop talking. Yeah, I probably will. Okay. Cause I'm a human. <laughs> All right. Ken's Willa or won't you? It's honesty time. I will because um, also um, it, yeah, pedicate is just so important. Um, if you come to our event on Sunday, the 31st of October, and you mentioned pedicate, we will give you a free sticker. How's that? <gasps> yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that sounds great. I could use a sticker, so I will. Here a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> um, that concludes our segment of Willa or Wontcha for today. Justine and Ken's, you can wrap it up. You've been listening to the Dog Friendly KW podcast. And today we've obviously been talking about pedicate. If you've been following along, you would definitely know that by now. We hope that all of these tips help you and your pup have more positive adventures together. But <laughs> don't 
And uh, we will see you next week or at the Halloween pooch party on October 31st from 12 to 4 p.m. on Guckle Street in downtown Kitchener. Please, if you're there, come say hello to us. You will see us. We will be wearing sweaters that have our logo on it. And we are would and love we'll be drinking to say, beer. Correct. Yeah. We would love to say hello. Uh, please come say hi to us. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all on October 31st on Guckle Street. See you then. Bye. Bye. Tell your father the witching hour is today. We are talking. Oh, <laughs> I woke up restless, watching the time slip away. I'm just going to add that I forget what I was talking about, and now I don't remember. Yeah.